The following is my conversation with Jeremy Suri, author of Yowl, A Field Guide to the Nocturnal Animal. Jeremiah, tell me about your book. This show is sponsored by Mickey's Images. With Mickey's Images, you can easily create custom professional images of anything you want. You can also use Mickey's Images to create stunning arts and gifts. So stop by mickeysimages.com and get started today. It's a book about cockchafers, which are weird insect. They have really weird corkscrew-shaped antennae. What's interesting about them is that they're interesting in their own right, but also because of their behavior, right? So a lot of times what we focus on when looking at insects is their behavior, their adaptations, and their ecology. And cockchafers are a really interesting example of an insect that's ecologically relevant. They're associated with different habitats, and they play a role in pollination. Yeah, so they're interesting not just as an insect, but as a model system for studying insect behavior. And I think that's something that a lot of people might not realize. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things that's really cool about cockchafers is that they're actually adaptable. Mm. So although their anatomy and their behavior is relatively conserved across different areas of the world, the way that they interact with their environment can be quite different. Yeah, so I think that's definitely an interesting thing to consider. And I think people might be surprised to learn that cockchafers are actually quite popular as pets. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of a cult favorite. Where do cockchafers live? Well, most cockchafers live in wooded areas, and they also occur in areas of active ultraviolet radiation, uh, UR, which is a subset of the ultraviolet spectrum. Interestingly, this group of insects is also associated with lightning strikes. So do cockchafers have any dangerous predators? Dangerous predators? Yeah, like animals that would eat them. Well, there are a few predators of cockchafers, include owls, snakes, and martens. Hmm. But I think the main predators are humans. Hmm. So one thing people might want to keep in mind is that cockchafers can be ground into a paste and diseases and insect repellent. Uh, something to consider... It's something to consider. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I think that's an interesting perspective on cockchafers, uh, that they're not just a weird insect, but they have some practical uses as well. I wanted to ask you about something else. You said that cockchafers are adaptable, but do they have any specific preferences? So in terms of their physical environment, cockchafers prefer wooded areas with deciduous forests nearby. But they're also comfortable living in urban settings where there's lots of vegetation. So they seem to be pretty adaptable and versatile. Yeah, that's definitely the case. I think that's one thing that makes them so interesting. They're able to shift and adapt their behavior in response to different environmental conditions. That's definitely interesting. And I think a lot of people might be surprised to learn that cockchafers are actually quite popular as pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're sort of a cult favorite. So what do you think makes them so popular? I think it has something to do with the novelty of their morphology and their behavior. They're not your average insect, and they're definitely worth getting to know better. I think that's a really good perspective. And I think a lot of people might find cockchafers interesting and enjoyable to look at, even if they don't know too much about them. That's definitely true. And I think one of the things that makes cockchafers so unique is their ability to fascinate us with their weird morphology and their strange behavior. So I think people are really drawn to them, in part because they're different from what we're used to seeing. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think a lot of people might find cockchafers interesting and enjoyable to look at, even if they don't know too much about them. That's definitely true. And I think one of the things that makes cockchafers so unique is their ability to fascinate us with their weird morphology and their strange behavior. So I think people are really drawn to them in part because they're different from what we're used to seeing.
Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think uh, a lot of people might find cockchafers interesting and enjoyable to look at, even if they don't know too much about them. Thanks for joining us today, Jeremy. Jeremy Suri is an insect taxonomist who specializes in studying the corkscrew-shaped cockchafer. He is the author of Yao, a field guide to the nocturnal animal Princeton University Press, which discusses this odd insect song and mating process, as well as where they live and why they're popular as pets. Thank you for coming on today's artificial podcast. Be sure to check out Jeremy's website for more information about cockchafer biology, cockchaformula.org. Note, if you have iTunes or Google Play news feeds enabled on your device, please rate and review our show. We greatly appreciate it. Have questions or comments, email me at lexman at animalbiotestpodcastingnetwork.com or find me on Twitter at Lexman Animal Podcast links mentioned in this episode, Jeremy Sori cites Google. Mm -hmm. uh, field guide to the nocturnal animal Lexman wheat weight cake. Field guide index three, Malcoche for Wikipedia article n.com slash UK, Cockcha formula, home prosmatrino, 700, 707, Raz S8, 321, Maya, 2019 to 9, 1322, Mayan T Vitnuts, 132019 T Vitnuts. Hey, thanks for listening to our artificial podcast. This episode was brought to you by the generosity of our amazing Patreon supporters. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to help support the show and get some cool rewards in return, please consider signing up on our Patreon page, Peace, Love, and Procrastination, Lexman. Today, Jeremy will read a poem for us titled The Bird Poem, and he has also written a book about cockchafers. The Bird Poem. The bird is alive, yeah. and it moves in the air. It hops and it flutters. In its freedom, it sings. The bird is free, and it knows no bounds. It jumps and it soars. It feels the wind in its wings. The bird is never alone. It joins with the sky. And the earth beneath its feet, it's a beautiful thing. And we should all be alive just to see what the bird sees.